Welcome to Stuff from the Science Lab from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey guys, and welcome to the podcast. This is Allison Lattermilk, the science editor at HowStuffWorks.com. And this is Robert Lamb, science writer at HowStuffWorks.com. Today we're talking about the process of regeneration. And this uh, topic comes to you, compliments of one Rob Shep, a colleague of ours at How Stuff Works. And Rob uh, sent us a story about a jellyfish, a particular kind of jellyfish, that can be immortal, essentially. Yeah, it's like that old saying, immortality is wasted on the jellyfish. Yeah, yeah, that old saying. Yeah, so the definition of regeneration is uh, the ability to regrow lost tissue or destroyed organs or parts. And... Um, it can be routine or it can be sustained after injury. And th- regeneration is truly an amazing process. I mean, lest you not regard it as such, let me just regale you with a quote. If there were no regeneration, there could be no life. If everything regenerated, then there could be no death. And that's a 1969 quote from the developmental biologist Richard J. Goss. Um, and Goss was a pioneer in the field of developmental biology and regeneration Goss had taught at Brown for decades until his death, ironically from cancer, actually, and uh, a lot of cellular and tissue growth, so that's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. And uh, Goss was actually interested in antler regeneration, and he published a book called Deer Antlers in 1983. I I was harping on this earlier, but it's like, this is this this guy's life work, and he's just so passionate about it, and he just calls the book Deer Antlers? Just Deer Antlers? And sometimes the topic speaks for itself, Robert. But not the complete Deer Antlers, or... Deer antler, the amazing deer uh, antlers. Yeah, something, or, or my life with deer antlers. Something, I don't know. It just seems like a very bland title for something. Well, Gas so was a scientist. Perhaps he felt no need for embellishment. Unless the cover was a picture of himself with deer antlers. <laughs> then I would forgive the title. So anyway, Goss was one of the main men in uh, pioneering regeneration. Um, but there are some other pioneers uh, in the field as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is... Uh, now, the idea of re- regeneration is is not new. People have been noticing this for a while. Aristotle was writing about it. And if you go back to the Greek myths, uh, you might remember a certain titan by the name of Prometheus. The, I do. The firebringer. Um, and uh, his punishment um, was that he was chained to a big rock. And an eagle would swoop down, eat his liver, fly off. And then what happens? Liver grows right back. It's one of those eternal punishment type deals, but with the bonus of liver regeneration. Um, and then also in Greek myths, you have the Hydra, right. which is the multi-headed serpent. And every time you cut off one of its heads, what happens? Uh, two of them grow back. That's correct. Two grow back in its place. Um, and Hercules killed the Hydra, correct? Yeah, because he would, um, if I remember it correctly, he, he had, uh, he realized, hey, I just need to bring a sword and a torch. And so every time he'd cut off a head, he'd, uh, he'd cauterize the wound, burn it, you know, shut. And so after a while, you just had this, uh, monster that was nothing but stumps. And I guess it was dead, but it's a mythological creature, so who knows? Who knows how these things work? Uh, as it turns out, though, um, a hydra eventually became a real thing, or rather we applied that name to a, a living creature. Yeah, it's a little tentacled, uh, microscopic animal. Yeah, I remember looking at him in, uh, in science class. Uh, this was discovered by Abraham Trimley um, in uh, 1740. And he, he picked the name for it because every time uh, one of the heads is cut off, it can grow a new one. And as it turns out, the human liver can also regenerate itself. Um, but that was an old one. Abraham. No, that was a different guy. That. Different guy. Yeah. Abraham was maybe interested in the uh, the hydras. The hydra. Then uh, 1712, you had another guy that was really interested in this uh, with the last name Remu, and I can't say the rest of it. You're gonna have to jump in with your French. Yeah, I believe his name was uh, Rene Antoine Ferchot de Remu. 
So he made the first scientific observations of uh, regeneration in uh, crayfish, which I was uh, kind of surprised to hear that they could regenerate because my wife's um, of Cajun descent, so I've never seen a, a crayfish have really a good chance at surviving anything. It's just right in the pot. Yeah, so back then, uh, regeneration actually caught on with the public. And um, according to Bruce Carlson, who published a textbook on regenerative biology, um, the public just, you know, went wild for this concept. And so all of a sudden you have members of the French nobility wandering out into their gardens and chopping the heads off snails just to see the poor snails grow a new one. See, and, and I'm glad that's where that story went, because when you first were telling me about it, I had this vision of, of um, you know, a French nobleman getting all excited about regeneration, just hacking off limbs willy-nilly, you know. Oh, yeah, the the French evidently have a propensity for hacking off stuff. Yeah, but poor snails. So there are other examples of limb regeneration among animals. There's, of course, the aforementioned hydra, mm-hmm. which is that you know small tubular freshwater polyp, and the crayfish, which we just talked about. There's the starfish. Do you yes, remember that scene in Life that we just wrote about? Yeah, where the crab uh, snatches one of the, the limbs away. Yeah, the starfish is just sitting there minding its own business, and along comes this kid. King crab, dun, 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 and he just wrenches off the appendage. Well, he should. I mean, he's, he's got he's got plenty to spare, so might as well grab one. Yeah, especially since the starfish can can regrow them. Yeah, and this is um you can you can hack kind of hack a starfish to pieces, as I recall, and each one will become a new starfish, pretty much. Did you do this in science class? Um, no, but I remember hearing about it. Uh, we didn't have access to starfish, but it's just like uh, the Sorcerer's Apprentice, you know. Hmm. The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Tell me. Walt Disney. Fantasia. Okay, okay. Mickey Mouse in a wizard costume. Mickey Mouse is practicing regeneration? No, he's practicing sorcery. But, uh, there, he has a, there's like a broom that gets chopped to pieces. Oh, and yes. And then, then all the little, they turn into all these little brooms and start, um, marching everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do remember that now. That's that magical you've... regeneration. That's a whole different can of worms. Speaking of worms, yeah, yeah, the ability to regenerate. Oh, okay, good that's a, that's a good example. And so, regeneration is common among invertebrates, or at least more common than it is among uh, vertebrates like us, like as mm-hmm. humans. But among vertebrates, salamanders are the kings of regeneration. Yeah, they can like regenerate things like their retinas, right? I mean, it's just yeah, they can regenerate a ton of stuff, like their limbs and their tail, their jaws, their and then yeah, eye tissues that mm-hmm. you were saying. That's why they had to move underground because the French people were just trying to chop them up like crazy. <laughs> yeah, they can even regenerate parts of the heart. And then frogs. They can they, they can uh, survive from a broken heart then, right? I guess, I guess, back. right, yeah. Break a salamander's heart, he's back out on the scene the next night. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm getting this off topic. But anyway, you're to other animals. Um, and then according to um, Scientific American, the embryos of some mammals may be able to replace uh, developing limb buds, but this happens way, 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 way before um, the, the mammals are born. Right, and then after they're born, that's... So we humans are capable of regeneration, too, just not necessarily limb regeneration. But if you think about it, we're... I mean, human limbs aren't really all that different uh, from a salamander's, according mm-hmm. to the Scientific American story that I read. I mean, they both have bones and muscles and tendons and nerves and blood vessels and all this kind of things that mm-hmm. make a limb necessary. Um, Mine are pretty pasty, so kind of like a salamander. Mine are a little freckled, yeah. But if a salamander were to lose a limb, it can regrow over and over and over again. In fact, they think that this process of regrowth can happen indefinitely, which is kind of crazy. Whereas we just form a scar, and that's the end of the process. Yeah. Buy a peg leg, and we're good to go. So, yeah, what are the types of regeneration? 
Yeah, as exciting as getting a whole new limb is. As exciting as getting a whole new limb may be, regeneration encompasses a lot more. Uh, in fact, you're probably doing um, a little or a lot of regeneration right now uh, while you're listening to this, and I don't just mean the uh, the salamanders out there. Um, so here are a few different ways that uh, regeneration occurs in animals. Um, do you want to take uh, the first one? Yeah, okay. So according to Carlson, um, there's physiological regeneration, and that's just, you know, think of it as your body replacing worn-out um, body parts. Yeah, wearing out and uh, building itself back up again. Yeah, it can be as simple as replacing blood. You know, mm-hmm. so you just give blood. You know, you have to replace the blood, right? Yeah, it's like, they're, you know, people often, often you know, point that out. It's like you're not even, like, the same person after a certain amount of time, you know, because you've replaced so many different cells. Oh, right, I remember yeah. you talking about this. This is fascinating. Yeah, and uh, and some people even take the extra... Mylon and like uh, sort of talk about the uh, how the mind changes and about how you're not even the same you're not the same person uh, physically anymore after a certain amount of time and you're not the same person uh, uh, you know mentally uh, constantly changing constantly regenerating right so regeneration kind of leading to this whole new composition of the body and mm-hmm. thus a whole new person yeah yeah that's really interesting and uh, like I like to point out too you sort of in a way you're sort of building that new body out of the things you buy at the grocery store so. Which is my whole argument for why would you buy a whole bunch of crappy food? You know, why don't you buy a whole bunch of, you know, whatever kind of crappy food is not in some way, you know. Right, right, right. Well, food food arguments aside, um, regeneration also happens, you know, just on a very basic level with your skin cells. Mm-hmm. You know, think about it. You're constantly shedding skin cells. Did you ever hear that fact about, you know, uh, if you have a mattress for a couple of years, what percentage of that mattress is basically just your dead skin cells filling it up? No. Yeah, well, there's a crazy fact out there, but I can't remember exactly what the percentage is. Like your 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 mattress just becomes your skin cells, or you might you need to check when you buy a mattress to make sure <laughs> that it's not composed only of skin cells. The former, not the latter. Um, there's another uh, form of regeneration called um, hypertrophy, and this one is uh, when an organ gets bigger to compensate for, um, say, you lost a kidney or donated a kidney. So then you just have one, and it's got a whole lot more work to do, so it gets bigger. Um, they've also documented uh, this taking place with the lungs, um, livers, pancreas uh, can also experience some regeneration if they're damaged. This reminds me a little bit of that um, phenomena they've talked about in um, people who lose a sense, you know, visually impaired people yeah. and, you know, the other senses compensating for that. I wonder. Yeah. Like you, uh, yeah, you go blind, your hearing gets better, um, you go deaf, your smelling gets better. So the final kind of regeneration is called reparative regeneration. And you might find this happening in your muscle, bone, your skin, your heart tissues, um, anything along those lines. And this is also where that handy ability to form new limbs would fall. And um, this happens with courtesy of a blastoma. And a blastoma is just a grouping of undifferentiated cells that are capable of growth and later differentiation. And so by differentiation, we just mean, you know, it's going to go on. It starts off life maybe without a purpose. It's a blank slate. And then it goes on to become a heart cell, say. That's all we mean by differentiation. Well, let's bring it all back to jellyfish. Uh, what about uh, teratopsis? Ah, Teratopsis nutricula is a particular species of jellyfish that may be the only animal in the world that's uh maybe has something in common with vampires, and that is it's a it may live forever. And how might it do that? Well, it's capable of cycling uh from an adult to to an immature stage, the the polyp stage. Yeah, it's like a like a frog being able to like rewind to tadpole form and then advance into frog again, then rewind into tadpole form, that kind of thing. 
Yeah. So as you can imagine, if uh, you had this kind of ability, your numbers, your population numbers of this particular species would probably spike, as they mm-hmm. are, in fact, with uh, Turritopsis nutricula. They were found originally in the Caribbean, I believe, but now they've spread to waters all over the world. And so the key in this process that allows um, a mature adult to cycle back into this immature polyp stage uh, lies in a cellular process called transdifferentiation, which we just kind of touched on a little bit. Right. So yeah, differentiation is the process by which an unspecified embryonic cell acquires the features of a specialized cell, such as a heart, liver, or muscle cell, all right? And it's uh, controlled by an interaction of the cell's genes with uh, physical or chemical properties. Transdifferentiation is a little different. In this, adult stem cells can differentiate into cell types uh, seen in organs or tissues other than those expected from the cell's uh, predicted lineage so like brains uh, like brain stem cells might uh, differentiate into blood cells or blood forming cells um into brain cells etc yeah i mean it's kind of amazing jellyfish typically die after they propagate but this particular jellyfish can just i mean keep on reproducing and you know carrying on its life forever i mean as a mom I find that prospect a little horrifying. The fact that, you know, perhaps you might have to go through childbirth uh, numerous times. Not that mm-hmm. jellyfish, in fact, go through childbirth, but just comparing it to my own human perspective on the, the reproduction cycle. That's yeah. It's kind of like, um, it's almost like they're going through just re- re- repetitive midlife crises, you know? It's like, oh, I'm getting old. I'm going to act like a young jellyfish again. And, but they actually become a young jellyfish. But the interesting thing is they have no idea why this happens. They they don't know the mechanism behind the life cycle. They know that uh, cells are able to turn from one type into another, from general to specific, from specific to general, and mm. keep going back and forth. But they don't know why. And it's not very, I mean, ultimately, it's not like a sustainable thing. Uh, like you mentioned the vampires. Um, our own Josh Clark uh, did a blog post a while back where um, some scientists like sat down and looked at the whole vampire thing. And they're like, look, it could never happen. Because obviously you'd end up with more vamp- so many more vampires than humans. There wouldn't be any humans to, to feed on, and you just have vampires and they'd starve or whatever. Right. It's not sus- so immortality is just not really sustainable. Sustainable, yeah. Yeah. So I, for one, am very interested in regeneration and uh, its prospects for medicine and stem cells and the like in the future. So I would love to do a follow up podcast on this. Let us know if you guys are interested um, in a in a podcast also on regeneration. In the meantime, come check out our blogs where we'll uh, keep you up to date on whatever we're podcasting about for the week and uh, any other interesting scientific tidbits that cross our desk. And if you guys have a question about immortality, vampires, jellyfish, or regeneration, in fact, send us an email at sciencestuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Want more HowStuffWorks? Check out our blogs on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage.